This podcast episode, while not explicit, contains some gruesome details about violence that may be troubling for some listeners to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy Life Podcast, a podcast with a wide variety of topics for all your true crime, paranormal, and otherwise spooky needs. I'm Thomas. I'm Sparky. Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, Bowser wanted to say hi too. He's a cute boy. All right. We today are going to cover, finally, Idaho specific stories, which is a long time because, in case you didn't know, that's where we live. What we do? For now, not for long. We're moving soon. But, uh, yeah. Mostly I'm going to focus on southern Idaho. I've got one that's more north. But there's actually a lot more haunted places in Idaho than I knew about. Let's get into it. So really quick, my sources, Visit South Idaho, Travel Channel, MagicValley.com, a couple of those, Idaho Haunted Houses, HauntedJourneys.com, World of Urban Legends, YouTube, and last, Ghost Hunts USA. Woo-hoo! Wait, is this a ghost episode? It is a ghost episode. How do you feel about ghosts? I don't. You don't feel about them? I don't. You put numbing cream on your, your ghost feeling senses? Yeah. little preparation age on that. Ew. I love ghosties. Okay, so before I start, I figured out on Friday that I wanted to do this topic. And I asked a bunch of people to help me. Like, people that I knew... That have lived in this area a long time, or that have told me that they had paranormal experiences. So I'm going to mention a lot of names throughout, and it's going to be all the people that helped me. First of all, though, I do want to say thank you to Jared, Brett, and Chris. They were all told me about the Idaho State University hauntings that they experienced, but when I like tried to do a little bit more research into it, there's a ton. So I'm probably just going to do a whole episode just on that. But for right now... We still have a bunch of different places we are going to look at. Cool. So I kind of decided all but one we're going to go from east to west. Already then. Except I'm going to save the Orpheum for last. First, we're going to talk about Pocatello High School. Okay. You've been to Pocatello, right? I think I drove through there. Yeah, it's about kind of southeastern Idaho. It's... Man. Yeah, I think we drove through that general area last time we drove to Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Cool story. This was recommended to me by one of my co-workers, Amina, and she posted a video, and I'll show you the video in just a bit here. So, we'll start from the beginning. There's a couple different ghosts associated with the high school. The school burnt down. It was built in like the late 1800s, and then it burnt down in the early 1900s, and then was rebuilt in the same location. Like six or seven years ago... Um, There was a security video from the high school that went viral. And in the video, it's supposedly, like, the best evidence of a ghost ever. But, like, I'm the type of person that wants to believe in ghosts. Like, that's just who I am. But 
It really doesn't look like a ghost to me. I'll show you to you really quick. So my theory <laughs> is that it's a spider web dangling in front of the camera. However, the lights are also flickering, but I'm wondering if it's like a spider on the lens. I still think it looks like a swinging spider web. What do you think? Okay, first of all, I clearly see a figure step to one side and then walk across. I see what you see and what you, like, it's swinging, but that's not what they're pointing out. What I see, honestly, if you have seen the movie G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, <laughs> no, 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 There, there's a scene in that movie where they have, like, this camouflage suit, and every time they move, it almost looks like a glitch, because it the technology takes what's behind you and puts it in front of you. Okay, so, so like, when you're in Skyrim and you're drinking an invisibility potion... I've never seen that. Or but it, it kind of like, it shimmers a little. A little bit. That's what it looks like to me. Someone's, you know, wearing the cloak of invisibility or something. Wow, a Harry Potter reference. You hate Harry Potter. I do. But that's Cloak what... of invisibility is also from an RPG from the 90s. Me, so. me, 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 me. But, uh, yeah, so I am not convinced, like, like I said, it's really a popular... Okay, we had to stop and watch it again, because now we're arguing. We had watched it on a phone, and then I pulled it up on the big computer screen, so... I see the silhouette of a person, which leads me to think of that nerdy camouflage suit. Okay, but in real life, in Pocatello, Idaho, how would somebody get that? Do you know how close we are to Area 51? No. Can we go? I'd rather not. Well, if it's like the Capitol, we can just walk in. Yeah, except <laughs> unlike the Capitol, if you get too close to the fence, they'll shoot you. They'll start following you, and then if you get too even closer, they'll approach you. And if you don't listen to them, they are authorized to kill. Great. No, not great. But yeah, so he pointed out to me that what I was looking at and what he was looking at were two different things. I still think that it's, I don't know, it's really weird. But you should watch it. It's going to be in our notes. And I know that I made a, a website for us and I haven't been updating it. But last couple of weeks have just been crazy. So if it's not in the actual podcast notes it'll be on the website or you can just search Pocatello high school paranormal investigation now when was this video from um it was filmed in 2015 i guess okay do you know if they were using tape or was it digital knowing idaho probably tape okay the reason i bring that up is sometimes sometimes i've heard of stories where security cameras use a tape and then the next day if nothing eventful happened they just copy over the tape. Multiple copies over things. And sometimes, things from previous days kind of bleed through. Okay. So Yeah, I've heard that before. So I almost wonder, if it was a, a, a tape system and not digital, it is possible that it was a person walking through the hallway a day or two before that was being taped over. and They were dancing. Yeah, just kind of glitched. Or it's a glitch in the Matrix. Wow, I never would have thought of that. Wow. We're really cool people. Obviously. Um, so that was like, that apparently was like a huge deal. So beyond that, there is also a ghost that apparently plays piano. You can hear piano music when there's no one playing or there's no one like nearby. Are we sure it's not a player piano? Probably not. Also, when the science department replaced the real skeleton, because that was a big thing, for a long time, they used real skeletons. Yeah, I know. It just comes off creepy to me. I know. But uh, when they replaced it with a fake skeleton, they would find pieces of the original skeleton scattered like throughout the campus. 
And apparently that's still an issue, like, things go missing and end up in places where they shouldn't be. And where no one should have been. Yeah, because in college, frat boys don't ever... This is high school. Oh, it's a high school? This is Pocatello High School. Oh. So, yeah, high school students never... I mean, we've no, all heard, never. We've all heard the story of people putting their teacher's cars in their classroom. What? You never heard of that? No. How do you get it in? My hometown, somebody drove a car into Walmart. Wow. But the doors are a lot thicker there. <laughs> um, there was this guy. He's from somewhere in Kansas, I think. He had a teacher that he didn't like. Always drove a Volkswagen. So Volkswagen's tiny, though. They're they're tiny. So they took like the wheels off of it. They pulled. But that would have made it so much easier. They pulled the engine out of it. Okay. So it was really light. They carried it up to the second floor and put it back together in his classroom over the weekend. How'd they get in? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, let's that, get that, back that, to that's ghosts. just the story I was told. Okay, ghosty time. So yeah, there's a skeleton. Also, really nice and happy one. Apparently, there was a librarian there that hanged herself at the school after she um, was left at the altar. Apparently, you can see her in the window of the library at night, which is nice. Really nice. In the video that if you click and watch, there was a custodian that said that they saw a boy standing in the hallway and the custodian turned to put the mop down that he was holding, turned to see, they like to ask the boy what was up. And the boy was gone. And it's a high school, so why would there be a little boy there, you know? Um, Sheldon Cooper started high school when he was nine. <laughs> There's a thought that this boy that is mentioned is a boy that reportedly drowned in the school's pool. And because of him, they removed the pool. But a lot of people say that that is all just made up. It's not true at all. There was also a group of girls who very casually had a suicide pact. You know, like you do. Yeah, like you do. And I guess there were two of them, and one of them chose not to go through with it. And the other one did. And the one that did, I guess, like, her locker was haunted. So, like, there would be, like, weird noises in the locker all the time. So they ended up removing the whole row of lockers. You know how they're kind of connected? Yeah. And so now she haunts the girl's bathroom that is right next to it. And, you know, it's the normal ghost stuff, like doors opening and closing, lights flickering. But the biggest thing that people know that she's there is you can smell her perfume. She's got lilac perfume. Because no other high school student will ever wear lilac perfume. I don't know. Um, I just gotta say, if your first choice is to haunt a locker, a bathroom is definitely a step up. Is it? The smells. I would rather haunt a locker. Yeah, but it's a girl's bathroom, so... I, I do realize... Okay, you yeah, have yeah. not been in a girl's high school bathroom. No, but I've been in a boy's high school bathroom where it literally smelled like they defecated and urinated all over everything. Yeah, but... Anyway. So, it's also common, you know, typical haunting things. Footsteps, flickering lights. There's an alarm that goes off at midnight a lot of times, which is great. And doors slamming when they shouldn't be. Doors could be a draft, alarm could be faulty wiring. <laughs> okay. So, this is a fun one. Albion. So Where they have the haunted house every year. Yes, every um, year in Albion, there is, well, there is a teacher school there. It's a normal school, which is teaching school, um, that's been closed for many, many years. 
and it was turned into the Albion Haunted Mansions. So every year they dress it up like a haunted house and whatnot. And this was suggested to me by our friend Evan. And he said that when he went there, he felt like really intense energy. That's intense. Shut up. And he said that his head was touched and there was nobody like around him. And that the gauges, he had his ears gauged, and the gauges in his ears started, like, burning while he was there. Which I don't think I would like that. Also, while he was there, someone else took a picture, and there was a shadow figure in the picture. Those was are he wearing horrifying. a hat? I don't know. It's a good question. But that is horrifying to me. Was he wearing a hat? Because I'm missing a know. hat. Oh my god. So, Magic Valley Times also had an article on this, and they talked about the real hauntings of Albion. Sometimes people will see a black dog coming for them that disappears when they look at it, which is a really bad sign. Like, the Grim, isn't that what it's called? The Death Hounds or whatever? That's no bueno. I don't like that. In, I think it's Comidge Hall, there's a woman named Margaret that can be seen from time to time. So there's also a stray cat on the grounds of Albion that will follow people around, but it won't go into the hall called, I think it's Bocock. It's a great name. Show me. Bocock. I'm going to say Bocock. All right. But it's also called Axeline Gymnasium. Let's just go with that. Uh, yes. <laughs> Someone that was in there claimed to have had a ghost grab them and throw them against the wall. So to me, it makes sense because if you've read like anything about ghosts ever, kids and animals are a lot more sensitive to that kind of stuff. So if there was a ghost in there, it would make sense that the cat wouldn't want to go in there, you know, especially if it was a bad one, a violent one. Um, employees have heard doors slamming, footsteps racing, and disembodied voices saying things like, wait and come back. Not sad at all. Also, if you think you've heard the name Albion before, you probably have because it was on... Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures! Oh, that explains why the, the dog and getting slammed into a wall sounded familiar. You should have just read it in this voice. <laughs> Yeah, so Zach Beggins and his crew filmed there in November 2017. And according to a quick Google search, because I didn't want to watch the episode, not that I have anything against them, because I, I do like to watch them once in a while, but I just didn't have time. But I watch them for a laugh. Oh my god. We're going to get sued. Um, so according to a quick Google search, they had like some scratching behind their ears, like some marks that were left, and they would hear some things. But I'm just going to say this, and this is probably what we'll get sued for. I have a friend that was there while they were filming, and I'm not going to say her name on here, and she said everything was very heavily dramatized. I know you're surprised. Well, do you remember the Dybbuk Box episode? Oh my god, that made me so mad. When the the priest goes, but that's going to take us off script. Commercial break, come back, the priest is gone. Mm Mm-hmm. So I never had any idea that they dramatized things. Well, and that's reality TV in general. We're going on a lot of tangents today. All right, so... But they all kind of fit. I know. So my friend Kim, who I work with and I love dearly, sent me a story about the Minidoka Hospital. In Rupert? Yeah. That I think we went there. Yes. When I took you to the emergency room to have earwax removed. Yes. So she said, when I was in high school, I worked there for four years. My mom was a baker. My brother was a cook. My sister also worked there in the 90s. So she said her mom was the baker, and she would come in at about 4 a.m. every day to get started working. 
She was the only one there that early in the wing of the hospital, which is where the mechanics and some other office staff works. She said that she could hear two men arguing and shouting in the kitchen, but she couldn't understand what they were saying, just that they were very angry. She said this happened about once a month. She also said that when she was there alone, the dishwasher would start by itself. In order to start it, a panel had to be pulled down, so some ghosties were being very helpful. Or maybe they were just showering. They're showering in the dishwasher? Why not? <laughs> I mean, if you could get... That would suck if you had to shower as a ghost. Like, okay, I, okay. I, like, I like to be clean, but I hate to shower. Maybe it's a ghost who died while they were showering, and so they're forever stuck in a loop of having to be clean. It's the ghost of the lady from Psycho. Have you ever seen Psycho? Is that the... the Norman Bates? Stab in the, the shower. shower. yeah. Chocolate syrup running down the drain. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, so that was her mom's story. Her brother's, um, she said that he would get to work first on the weekends. He was getting into in to reach into a refrigerator, and he said his back got really cold, and then a co-worker walked by in a white coat. He wondered why she was there so early, but it didn't really think much else of it. Later, he was wondering where she went because he hadn't seen her since. About an hour afterwards, the same co-worker came in for work. He asked her if she was there earlier, and she told him she wasn't. So who did he see? Satan. No, he saw that, that one intern doctor that had been working for like four days straight with no sleep, looking for coffee. So this is her personal story. She says, I worked in the cafeteria, and someone called and ordered a milkshake. My dream. You should go get me one. I had to go into the back parts of the kitchen to make it, but I also had to keep an eye out for any other customers that came in while I was away. Yay, customer service. I glanced at the cafeteria and there was a little boy just standing there staring at me. I stopped what I was doing and started walking back to the cafeteria. I noticed that he was bloody. I rushed to where he was standing and when I got to the cafeteria, he was gone. Also, the whole crew would take a break together in the evenings wasn't unusual for pots to rattle or the knives to come off the magnet that hold them on the wall. Oh, that's great. A bloody child would not be fun. Okay. Don't watch Carrie. I won't. But yeah. So that was Kim's story about the Minidoka Memorial. And I didn't... I googled that one. I didn't find anything about it. So it must not be, like, a widely known thing. We're going to move on to... Next one is Howell's Opera House in Oakley. I've done shows there. I saw Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Annie there. Yay. So my friend Melanie told me a little bit about this, um, and I reached out to a few different people that I know that like do a lot there because they live in Oakley, but most of them said they hadn't seen anything. So there's a book written about the ghost of Idaho's Magic Valley, Hauntings and Lore, which sounds pretty interesting. The author, Andy Weeks, wrote... One time during a play when the actors and actresses were dressed in cowboy attire, some of the cast members noticed an added person on stage. When it was inquired who the additional woman was, no one knew, and she could not be found anywhere afterwards. And I've actually heard that before. Now, some context. Oakley's old. It's very old. So it, it's very likely that around the time that the opera house was built, that was the custom clothing. Yeah, there's... Southern Idaho, especially. northern The more north you get, the more, like, actual, like, up-to-date it is. But a lot of places in southern Idaho are very... Old they fashion. celebrate the Old West, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, one way that was described to me by a co-worker is they relish the older time and 
Not bashing them. It's no, to each their own. That's a very common thing that I've heard. According to the Travel Channel website, the namesake of the Opera House also haunts the place, just kind of looking over it. Alright, so Thomas already went to bed, but I got another story from my friend Melanie about the Howell Opera House, so I'm going to read that really quick and edit it in. My friend Melanie has a son named JD that she references in the story. So she says, In 2015, JD and I were working backstage for It's a Wonderful Life at the Oakley Valley Opera House. Now, I had already been very excited about being in such a possibly haunted location since I was a ghost person. During an earlier production, I had even left my digital recorder downstairs in the green room overnight, hoping to catch some EVPs, or strange noises. Unfortunately, I got plenty of strange noises because the refrigerator has an ice maker that ran all night. However, in all the times I've been there, I had yet to see or feel anything too freaky. At least not anything beyond the normal freakiness of being backstage in a theater. Until it's a wonderful life. The way they had set up the staging for this production meant there was a wall on a hinge that split the stage in two. They would swing it stage right and have the inside of the house, then swing it stage left and have the outside of the bank. There would be a tiny little sliver of space between the wall that moved and the flats that were stationary upstage. It was during a performance, while the stage was open to the bank side, that I had to go to set up a prop inside the house part. There were two steps down into the house, and as I stood at the top of them, I caught sight of a figure standing inside the slice of pie between the moving wall and the back flats. It was kind of dark, although there was plenty of ambient lighting from on stage. While I could not make out any features, it was definitely a man. He was wearing a long coat and a hat. In fact, I assumed it was just Denny, one of the men who worked there. I was going to whisper to him, what are you doing back there? You scared me to death. And I glanced down to make sure of my footing as I went down the two steps. Then I leaned over to whisper to Denny, but there was no one there. No Denny, no man in a hat and coat, nobody. It was not a fleeting glimpse. This was a solid three-dimensional figure, and there was no way for anybody to have gotten past me or to leave that small blocked-in area. I love ghost-type stuff, but I have a healthy skepticism and a high threshold for believing anything is supernatural, but I could not explain this. I asked around if anybody else had seen anything at the theater and was told that someone named Steve had. So as not to give anything away, I just asked Steve about his experiences. He said he believed he had seen the original owner and that he was a man in a hat and a coat. That was all I needed to hear. That is now my one, as far as I am concerned, legitimate ghost encounter. Before the last line, I was thinking it was going to be a shadow man, the man in the hat. But that's very cool. But like I said, the most people that I've talked to haven't seen or experienced anything there. But I will tell you one thing that's for sure haunting that place. Black Widow Spiders. That's not a haunting. Yes, it is. That's inhabiting. In the dressing room, under the stage, I moved a trash can, and there was three of them. And then this little high school girl who's like four feet tall had to go in and stomp them for me. I have a really bad fear of spiders, in case you couldn't tell. I wouldn't have known that. I know. So, Shoshone, you know where that is? Of course. 
Another old town. Yeah, kind of north of Shoshone. There's something called the Shoshone Ice Caves. And I could find very little information about the haunting for this. There are some underground caves that are very, very cold, like they stay frozen year-round, which is pretty common for caves. Apparently it's lava tubes? Made by lava? I don't know. Uh, But people have heard a lot of strange noises inside. So there was a native princess... I'm going to assume she was Shoshone, because that's the tribe that was around that area, named Idaho. Idaho. She is thought to be buried somewhere in the cave, and people see her wandering through it at times, trying to escape. So the next one is Stricker Ranch in Hanson, and I actually was planning on doing this one a few weeks ago, and I was going to actually do an extra creepy on it, but... Why not? Yeah, so we're going to do it now. And this was recommended to me by my friend Teresa, who she visited there and she said that she had kind of a weird feeling while she was there. But here's the actual story. Um, It was a stop on the old Oregon Trail Mm -hmm. at Rock Creek. And it was a stagecoach stop, which kind of was like people could, not really a hotel because they were staying in their wagons, but they could rest. Not really a hotel. You could get out, you could stretch, you could sit down. Uh, A lot of times they would prepare food, mm-hmm. and they would change horses. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Well, most of the time they would change horses. Yeah, that sounded like they would feed them, mm-hmm. usually. And if people were sick there, the wife of the owner, her name was Lucy, she would kind of nurse them back to health. But if they didn't make it, like if they were sick when they already arrived, she would bury them in the cemetery, which was they had like on the property. And there were some rumors... For some reason, that Lucy murdered her husband with an axe. Think like Lizzie Borden. There was like literally a rhyme that was almost the exact same thing. Really? Yeah, but it was 40 wax and and her husband instead of her parents. Wow. So, but apparently that's not true at all. (laughs) Both of them died peacefully. So, yeah, no. There was a mysterious stain on the staircase and... So many people trespassed to look at it that they had to take the staircase out. Wow. Like, because it was empty for a while, but people just kept going to be like, oh, look, there's a blood stain. But nobody knows what the stain was or what it was from. It was probably a dead animal, most likely. Maybe a, a dead animal or, I don't know, maybe someone was wounded and their wound busted open or something and they bled, you know? Could be. I don't know. And there's a million possibilities. But regardless, they had to take it out. Many, many people have reported seeing the one um, young woman in a white dress floating around. But as usual, with ghosts, as soon as you look at her, she disappears. People have also seen um, lanterns around the cemetery when there are none. And one of the websites about the ranch that's like a state website was like, oh, if you want to see paranormal activity come at dusk that's when you're most likely to see them (laughs) i'm actually gonna do two more really quick so next my friend julia she sent in a story and a voice note the voice notes for the other one that she talked about so this is about a building in downtown twin falls and it's a store but i'm not gonna say the name of the store because i don't think they want that kind of publicity So, she said, There was a period of time where the building next door to her store was also a part of us. We used it as our warehouse before we outgrew it, which happened fast. It's now been renovated and is vacant, 
And the way the building was when we were there, we used the back door. And this door was crazy loud when you opened and closed it. It was basically like having a bell on the door without having a bell, because the door was tight on the hinges, so it scratched and squeaked so loud you could hear it even from the front of the building. So that basically meant there was no sneaking in the back door. Of course. Uh, when you came down the hallway directly on your right was a little kitchen, the door to it, and a room off to the left had two doors to the same room. There were two restrooms after the kitchen and then the staircase leading to the basement. Quick side note, the basement gave me the creeps, like, really bad. <laughs> Which, I feel like basements just kind of, they're just creepy. I like basements as long as they're finished. It was one long hallway with multiple doors on either side, but they led to the same room. Like, there was one big room on each side of the hallway, but, like, three to four doors to each room. It was poorly lit and had a storage area that was super dusty and creepy. I never went down there alone because it just didn't feel good being down there. But back upstairs. After you pass the staircase, there were two offices. We were in the second office when this, quote, experience, unquote, happened. It was me. I'm going to change the name just in case. So we'll say it was me, Elizabeth. And I think one or two more girls. Not a lot. It was just after 6 p.m., so we had closed and locked the front door so no customers could walk in. We were just standing in in Elizabeth's office, standing around her desk, and she was sitting. We were just hanging, talking about nothing in particular, when loudly and clearly we all heard someone say, Elizabeth! Of course, we all whipped around to see who it was, and there wasn't anyone standing there. So I peeked my head out into the hallway, but I didn't see anyone. And like I said, the door was super loud and it was still closed. So pretty much impossible to open it, run in, say her name, run back out and close it silently. We all kind of looked at each other with a feeling of, wait, you heard that too, right? Elizabeth called the girls at the store next door to see if someone had run over to us, but they had the doors locked too and were cleaning the store. We were all so shocked that we grabbed our stuff and scurried out of there as a group. Elizabeth was like, we walk out together. <laughs> to date, that was probably the craziest thing I've ever had happen to me. And then she talks about another thing, um, which is Lady Bluebeard. And I'm going to talk about her in a whole separate episode because she's a fun serial killer that was in Twin Falls. Mm-hmm. I know about her. Cool. But yeah, a ghost saying someone's name is, is nice and creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. So the next one is from Haley. And... She, we talked about uh, Chicago last week. She played Velma Kelly. (laughs) Um, And she actually owns a dance studio in Twin Falls. And she said I could say the name of the studio. It's Ground Control. So if you're interested in learning to clog, that's where you should go. So this is what she had to say. She told me she has a studio ghost. And here's her story. She says, our dancers have named the ghost Toby. I always laughed at them, but since being in our new studio space, too many things have happened that are weird. We have a door that leads into a small hallway where we keep cleaning supplies, and it leads down into the creepiest basement ever, so we've got creepy basements in common in Twin Falls. Our studio was once an old theater called the Roxy. (laughs) There you go. And there are still remnants of it in the basement, even two bathrooms, an old stairwell. Anyway, the door leading to the basement would open and close by itself, so we had a latch on it that we try to use. Uh, When we first moved in, the door would rattle. Oftentimes, parents or students thought it was a kid stuck behind the door trying to get out. They'd open it and no one would be there. That happened a lot. I don't think it has for some time, though. When we had to teach virtually only last April and May, we would hear weird sounds all the time 
just me and Addison, which is her husband who also dances with her. They're pretty cool. Yeah. I hear the most since I am always there and often alone. The upstairs neighbors are loud, but we hear other strange sounds, like someone walking on the roof when no one is there. And once I heard someone walk across the studio floor in the other room, right up to the doorway I was standing near. I expected to see someone enter my room, and no one did. I peeked around the doorway, and no one was there. I hear the back door open a lot, but look up, and it doesn't open. The exact sound of a door opening occurs a lot in our lobby, which is where most of the occurrences take place, which is by the alley entrance. She also said, I have things go missing too or get moved. I don't have kids who would steal things or move things, so it's a complete mystery where these objects end up. The latest thing was only a week ago. I was teaching a lesson in my orange dance studio and saw a child walk into the lobby and disappear under the viewing window. I thought it was my next lesson and they had to sit down to put shoes on and get ready. I walked over to look and no one was there. So, Fun. if you want to learn to dance and experience ghosties, go to Ground Control. Woohoo! Word. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to do one last really quick one here, and this one was from Allison. Who's everybody, Allison? Everybody. Just she, kidding. Love you, Allison. She gave us a story about the University of Idaho, which is in Moscow, or Moscow, depending on who you ask, it's pronounced differently. I think it's Moscow. Which is in Idaho, by the way. No, it's in Mother Russia. Well, there's both. She said... It was a really old building that the practice room was in, but similar to Pocatello High School, not that you could just hear random piano music. But yeah, so I have two more big ones, which are Gooding Tuberculosis Hospital and the Orpheum Theater in Twin Falls. And we're going to do like a part two tomorrow, and I don't want to be like that person that's like, oh, come back for part two. But it's well, really... we're going to be that person, so come back for part two. It's really just a matter of, I have to edit this still tonight, and most of our stories are from there. Most of my stories, so. Sorry about that, but Thomas is going to tell one story at this one, and one in the next one, so. Okay, so, in the town of Rupert, there is a grocery store, and it has gone by many names throughout the last several decades. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of established as a grocery store, that's what it's been forever. I... I've heard people whispering about things, and so finally I just asked one of the workers there. I work at this grocery store. Uh, I asked one of my coworkers about this, and they're like, well, I haven't seen anything, but you need to go talk to him. I'm not going to say his name. Why? I'm just kidding. And so I went and talked to this individual, and for years they worked overnight during freight. Which is kind of a dream job because you don't have to deal with people. Until you're seeing shadow figures. <laughs> Until lights are flickering. No. Now, I don't know if anyone's worked in food service or not, but... No, no one has. Just you. The, the doors on the coolers, they're, they're heavy and they latch really good. Sometimes when you're inside them, it, it's really hard to get them open. They always have a like a button. You put enough pressure, it'll kick it open. But I'm a six foot one male that used to weightlift, and I struggle to get them open from the inside. Well, those doors would swing open, and they would slam shut. From what I understand. Now, the creepiest story to me, Mm -hmm. a closing manager told me a story that they did a routine check. All the carts were in the back room where we leave them at night. They were filling out paperwork, doing counts, whatever. It's time for them to leave. They heard a cart down an aisle. So their reaction was, oh, freight's here. Let me just go let them know I'm leaving. Well, they were the only one in the building. 
all doors were locked, and there was a cart in the aisle that moved twice. Found the cart at one end of an aisle, thought that they left the cart there and went to the back room or something, searched the back room to find them, searched all the aisles, went back to this aisle, and the cart had moved to the other side. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't really either. The shadow figures, though? Oh, yeah, it's very common. A lot of people will say that they'll see a a shadow of someone walking past them while their prep stations and, like, produce and whatnot, you're facing a wall and you got the sink and everything, and you'll just kind of see it out of the corner of your eye, someone walk past you. Even though there couldn't have been anybody? Most of the time, you can't. Everyone pretty much sticks to their own departments, usually. I'm never going to go buy my donuts there again. Yeah, I haven't really had anything happen. One night, I was closing... And the cooler in my department closed while I was in there. I don't know why, because no one else was around there. But it's possible that someone thought I had left it open and just in passing closed it. I'm I'm not most inclined to believe in the paranormal like that. But thought those were creepy. Those are a few of the things that I've heard. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 Cool. We're going to cut it off here, and we'll release the second part of this episode at 1 a.m. on Tuesday. Yeah! Yay, cool story. 1 a.m. mountain time, I should say. Um, Check us out on Facebook. You want to email us, it's at creepylifepodcast at gmail, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Anyway, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Stay creepy. Or don't. Or just be a little. Thank you.